It's time for Real Estate Roundup. This is the time every single week we get together with noted real estate agent Terry Story. Terry is a 29-year veteran with Keller Williams located in Boca Raton, Florida. Welcome back to the show, Terry. Thanks for having me, Steve. And you are once again in the house. That's right, in the house. Hey, hey. No pun intended using the word house here. Or story. Um, Okay. Hey, I read an article that was talking about two counties that I was not familiar with in Florida where the top 5% of the homes, the most expensive homes, have grown by 19 and 14% I know. this year. That's crazy. So let's talk about those counties. Sure. Yeah, let's move there. Where are they? Who are Sarasota. they? Sarasota. Sarasota County. Yes. Okay. And Collier. Okay. So where is Sarasota County? You know, it's south of Tampa by about 75 miles. Okay. So it's, what, about a three and a half hour? From Broward County. From Broward County? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And then Collier County, which is also known as East Naples. Naples. About 100 miles west. Just west. Broward. Uh, Broward, yeah. yeah. On the other side of the uh, swamp. On the other side. <laughs> <laughs> it's where all the, the alligators go yep. for vacation, I guess. All right. So this is important because these are now hot markets, especially the top tier. It's a lot of people moving down from the north, realizing that they can get much more for their money. That's right. And they can enjoy Florida sunshine and get away from the cold weather and all this. And those two counties, but Broward County's doing quite well as well. I think Broward County saw a 9% year over year increase in prices as well. That's right. It was ranked actually number 19 on the list. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's good. Okay. I thought that was important. Let's get to my favorite segments, which are your real estate survival guide, where I get to ask a question and you get to answer it. Of course, I want to give credit to Gary Singer here, the writer at Sun Sentinel, who really writes this stuff. That's right. We're just... We have to admit. So here we go. Discussing it. Here we go. (laughs) Here's the question. Can a condo make an owner replace old hurricane shutters? Here's the question. We purchased our condo 15 years ago with hurricane shutters already installed. The new property manager is saying that there is no architectural approval form for the shutters in our file, and we we may be compelled to take them down. Since nothing was told to us about the shutters 15 years ago, I believe the shutters were approved by the architectural approval form, but the architectural approval form must have been lost between boards and different management companies. Any advice for us, David? Well, there's some good news here in this story. The shutters can remain. You know, due to the importance of hurricane preparedness, the law states that while the board can adopt specific guidelines for shutters, it cannot prevent their installation or replacement. So your association cannot make you remove your shutters at this point as long as you maintain them and they're in working order. Yeah. yeah. So that's what's key here. Yeah, but I mean, I don't understand they're going to make them remove them and then do what? They have to replace them again? <laughs> yeah. And that doesn't make sense. Yeah, they, they kind of, you know, they waited too long. You can't wait 15 yeah, years yeah. and expect, no, it doesn't work that yeah. way. I think the property management has a friend in the business. I think <laughs> that's what's going on there. Going around selling shutters. Exactly. All right, next question. Next question is the seller's fence is over the line. Here's the question. We bought our home a year ago with a fenced-in yard. Recently, our neighbor demanded that we remove the fence from his property, stating it is two feet over his line. I looked at the closing papers and saw that the survey does show our fence is on his property. The fence company, the seller, and our title company are telling us they will not help. We bought the house this way, and it does not feel right for us to have to pay to have the fence moved, do we? Here's the answer. Yes. Now, what you have to understand is all of this is actually covered in contracts. 
When it comes to these fences, now I don't know how large this parcel of property was. Two feet in my yard would be huge. Yeah, gotcha. So, you know. If you have five acres, it does, it's not so much. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it is so common to see on the surveys, fences right on the line. Yeah. It goes a half inch in the neighbor's yard, a half inch the other way. Yeah. Nobody really cares about that. But two feet. Two feet, that's kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, not really knowing if this is 10 acres and it's, but what have you. Yes, unfortunately, it should have been brought to the buyer's attention that's at closing. Say. Yeah, but you know, if they had lived there for a long time and there was no contention, if the other owner had said something, they should have disclosed it. Correct. You know, correct. If nobody ever said anything and all and of nobody sudden, knows, and it's yeah. not until you do a survey yeah. and then, yeah. you know, but I suspect that there's more to this. But story. The, <laughs> yeah. the fact is, you're, you're on their property. And you're not allowed to be on their property, so you got to right. move the fence. Right. Okay. If I mean, you ask to. Sense. And, and yes. most people yeah. won't even ask because, yeah. again, it's usually just a couple inches. Well, the thing is, if it's two feet and that's a lot, it's a lot on, on their side, too. So they've Correct. lost two feet. That's, that's right. That's pretty considerable. And maybe the, the guy will split it. Depends on how bad the fence is, if it's deteriorated and mm-hmm. falling apart or Yeah. Well, knows? fences aren't too expensive. Okay. Let's move on. When a person goes to rent and gets a rental property and they get it from an established company that is in the business of rentals, right. they require certain types of paperwork. That's right. The small rental person mm-hmm. is more casual about it. The mom and pop, you know, you let's say you had a condo, you moved someplace else, and now you're renting out your old condo. Right. Some paperwork that people are not getting signed and they need to. What is that? You know, there's, you really want to have a copy of their social security number, pay stub, and driver's license. Yeah, I think it's kind of hard to ask for those things. I mean, well, you know, if they're going to want, if they if they want to rent from you, they will. And yeah, and if you're going to fill out an application, they're going to ask for those things. Yeah. So asking for these things are not unusual. They also mentioned here are paycheck stubs. Well, first of all, if you have their pay stubs, you'll know if their income yeah supports what their their Alleging. rent yeah correct right. And then you know where they work. Yeah. And the whole key to wanting all this information is if they skip town, you want to be able to track them down mm-hmm. if the right. judge has to go after them. And man, oh man, that does happen. And it does. Middle of the night stuff. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if I was renting, you know, I guess if I gave a company my social security number, I wouldn't feel too threatened. But if I gave an individual my social well, security Well, more reason number, why you need to hire a realtor to help you with your leases, okay. they will get the information. Ah, I like that. Versus, yeah, I'd feel uncomfortable giving it to mom right. pa too. And then the driver's license. I mean, that's pretty standard. I don't think it yeah, doesn't no. sound too dangerous to me. No. Yeah. All right. My guest, as always, is Terry Story, 29-year veteran with Keller Williams, located in Boca, and she can be found at terrystory.com. Thanks, Terry. Thanks for having me, Steve.